It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Harley. So we have X Corporation, huh? I'm looking at the new, the new Twitter symbol, and yeah, yeah. I, we're just, look. I'm just we're just putting out a warning here to Elon Musk because uh, I don't think the left has yet looked at the symbol yet and fully been able to digest it. Yeah. But uh, and so we're going to help Elon here. They may accuse you of creating three quarters of a swastika. You're a couple of turns away from. Uh... Yeah. From a swastika, you just, 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 just yeah. be careful. One, two, three, four different little turns on that, and you got, yeah. a, you got a swastika there. Yeah, you just, just be careful with. It. I mean, and by the way, X Corporation, we all know that was Lex Luthor's company name and <laughs> super. We all know. Don't tell me it wasn't. What have we just oh, gone to my. cosplay full time? Is that what we're doing here? We already know that Zuckerberg's an alien, or he wants to be. Meta versus X Corporation. Yeah. It's like, you know, let's stop it. Just grow up. Meta. Come on. Meta. (laughs) It's reuniting with old high school mates. That's what it is. It's meta. Don't try to make it any more than it is. We're all going to be cartoons. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. Stop it. I'll look at you. I'll be a cartoon, and you'll be a cartoon, and we'll all live in cartoon land. You're smoking weed. I think I'll invest in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the all the corporations. You know what was funny? Watching the headlines for, I don't know, it was really Pretty much for a solid year. The headlines of corporations are investing a lot into the meta platform, trying to find how it will fit into their business culture in the future. Basically, each of those headlines translated into, we don't know what the hell this is. We think it's cartoons, but the fear of missing out, the FOMO of all of this has us scrambling and spending millions of dollars so that if everyone is going to be a cartoon, we're going to be cartoons too. (laughs) Just unreal. (laughs) So the artist formerly known as Twitter. (laughs) X. Is called X. All right, fine. I mean, didn't we already, haven't we already done you know, the thing with X already, you know, the X games. If he goes two more X's, that's obscene. <laughs> triple X. <laughs> no, you got to pay for triple X. <laughs> triple X ain't free. <laughs> I think that's where they're going. You got to pay. <laughs> Look, we'll add two more X's and we'll give you porn for $19 a month. <laughs> Now you sound like when George, George Costanza was selling computers. Now looked at Elaine. He goes, "It's a great computer, and and, and you get porn." 
She goes, well, uh, that's besides the point. I don't care. <laughs> well, you know, hold on a second. I may have just reinvented the business model. Eh, we'll throw it in. Look, you get, you get to post something and you get porn. $19 a month. That's the triple X. Well, that's the triple X package. Uh, the single X package, you oh, still man. just get the bots <laughs> that comment on all of your all of your posts. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Fine. Whatever. Hey, I. you know, I did think about something over the weekend. As I was pondering over the weekend mm-hmm. uh, about, uh, as I always do, and, and you and I have always talked about the fact that yeah, and I got into some discussions uh, about uh, how Republicans should promote things. Because one of the things that I was asked over the weekend by a number of people was, what's the situation? <laughs> like you're a guru. Hey, you do this for a living. What is the situation out there? Right. Well, let me sit back and educate you peons. Um, mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> no, one of them was my my cousin. She said, tell me what's going on, you know, basically with the two parties. Mm-hmm. She pays attention. And I said, easy. Uh, about 70% of the public agrees with the Republicans on the issues. Mm-hmm. If you don't use a Republican name, the Democrats have successfully demonized the personalities of Republicans. Yeah. But the American public believes on the issues where they are about 70%. They're nuts. Mm-hmm. And on abortion, as we've talked about before, that even leads towards Republicans slightly. Yeah. Especially when you get into, as I've stated, and, and I had a couple of those conversations again this weekend, and I've, I said it earlier in the show, but we know some people are coming in, where uh, I somebody said, well, what do you do on a show? And I said, well, you tell me, you know, uh, you know, like politically? Yeah, and I said, well, what do you think about politics? She goes, and she a, was a liberal. Well, I think the Republicans are crazy. Tell me what issue. She couldn't. Mm. And then she said, well, I'll tell you one thing I believe. It's my body, and it's my body, and I get to protect my body. And I went, oh, so you believe in abortion till birth? Well, no, no. I, You know, you know, second trimester. Well, mm. then it's not about your body. What? Well, you're saying that the law can tell you you can't have an abortion after your second trimester. So it's not about your body. And why isn't it? And she was just quiet, and I said, because you believe it becomes a life inside your body. So you believe that the opposition are these incredible radicals, but the only difference is you believe life begins in the, you know, life begins as you enter the third trimester, where somebody else believes it begins at another point. Mm -hmm. And so you're calling them crazy, yet you're arguing the same thing, you both believe it's a life at one point, yet your argument by saying it's your body is that you would do it till birth, and that's actually not your argument. Yeah. And she said, I understand why you do talk radio. <laughs> I said, well, I mean, it's this isn't, it's not hard. You know, it's it's not hard to, but. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, 
I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there... Don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. When, when I got into these discussions over the weekend, and, and one of the things that you and I have said is, and we probably have gotten some of our audience because we've gone after Trump a lot of times, that the worst thing about Trump, the worst thing when he was president is that he didn't communicate effectively. Right. And I remember that after he was out of office, because somebody brought this up to me, I mean, a nice walk with somebody, and they said, uh, you know, about, um, well, you know, uh, Trump. I mean, I just love those when it would come out. Well, see, you got this guy, and but you didn't get the mean tweets. As if, ah, uh, see, you made a mistake, and you voted against him because of the mean tweets. And as we've always said, well, there's another way to look at it. That what's your goal as president? Is it to win every rhetorical battle, or is it to win the war constantly on issues? I think it's right. about winning the war on issues. Right. And if I want to win the war on issues, it means tone matters. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to you. But if you're going to win, but, but if, you're going to have to win over right. those people that it does matter. But, but if you where it if, does matter. Right. But if you can, can if you can convince Democrats and Republicans or excuse me, Democrats and independents to vote for you because you speak in the proper tone and you cross every T and dot every I and lowercase J communicating effectively. And you gain those people and you win on the issues. Do you want that? Or do you want to feel good because you won the na 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 back and forth? What do you want to win? You want to win as adults? Or do we want to win as children in a dumb rhetorical battle? Well, and, and, and I actually got, that's a great point. That's a great point. And this is somebody who is an absolute, totally, completely loyal Trump fan still today. And they went, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. You're right on that. I go, that's the problem I've had with Trump the the entire time. He doesn't want to win the war as much as I do. He wants to win the right. rhetorical battle. Right. That's not what I'm 
the the instant rhetorical battle. I want to win, win the rhetorical and convincing uh, war on the issues so those people come along with us. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. And as a talk show host, I mean, I'm sure liberals get upset because we're passionate, but I'm not president. If I was a politician, I'd probably say things differently. Well, it all, it all, all depends on what your job is. What is your job? What are you attempting to do? And and in today's world, and in part, I guess, because of Trump, um, it doesn't mean you have to Mike Pence your way through things. No, you no. You don't have to. No. You don't have to no. uh, Mike Huckabee your way through no. things. You... Uh, We'll we'll see we'll see how far Mike Pence goes, how long he lasts in the uh, in the primary. But we've learned from uh, DeSantis, and again, we'll see how long he lasts in the primary, uh, and or if he goes all the way. But you can be blunt and also stay focused. Well, on the issues, right? Yeah, yes, you you can be you can be both. But at times, a certain tone is necessary. To the public. Well, no, I think, at a particular I think, time, as think, president, as a leader, it is. Yeah, and I, I think that that tone is exactly it. Even if you're right. being blunt, I think yeah, being yes, blunt, you can. Yeah, I, I think that if you're if you're being blunt, you get more respect. Even if some people disagree with you, they see it. Yeah, and what they want to see is everything that you are. What people hate are surprises. And the reason I bring it up is because, and we didn't talk much about this is the uh, Florida's history curriculum. Yeah. Where if you've right. actually seen the document on it mm-hmm. and and what it actually does, and you see what Kamala Harris picked out of it, mm-hmm. it's a racist document. You see why so many conservatives who actually have read the document and and even the author of it, who is black, says this, they're abs- this is an absolute lie. When you view it in the context of mm-hmm. the hundreds upon hundreds of lessons that they're that they're talking about the horrendousness of slavery and then the one line and but this is why you got to be careful of how you write lines how you how you communicate uh but where it uh, said how slaves develop skills which in some instances could uh, could uh be applied for their personal benefit Harris charge of Florida has uh, decided middle school students will be taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. Well, that's not what it meant. But understand, I thought there was a great example for Republicans and conservatives to understand that even if you have a document, because what that document was stating from from the context that I see it is that there were slaves that developed skills. There's actually a few books written on it mm-hmm. that developed skills that weren't, for example, you know, uh, just slave labor, but they actually developed, you know, you know skills that that they could use when they ran to the north where they were instantaneously employable Mm -hmm. and there's a few books i think charles cook uh, wrote about one of the books that's out there in national review but it was the fact that no there were you know in anything where there's something that's horrible happening there were things that happened in there that made it better for them you know not not for made slavery better but gave them an opportunity to get out, actually get out of slavery and move and get something done. But if you see it in the context of everything that's terrible in it, and you take one line out of a document of tens of thousands of words, and you know, I think there's like 170 different ideas that they want to teach, and you pick that one sentence out, just understand your political enemy and what they will do. 
and right. understand right. that how you argue right. and how you go on the offense, you don't wait. See, this would be a perfect example for Republicans to be constantly pounding the Democrats on identity politics, as we do here. Mm-hmm. They're racist. They judge people by groups and not individuals. We all mm-hmm. know they do that. Mm-hmm. Democrats know they do it. Republicans know they do it. Pound it each and every day. And when you see that this one sentence out of it, and if you did you read the one Charles Cook thing where he wrote yeah. it? This, yeah. It took me about an hour to read. Yeah. So I'm yeah. going over and yeah. over and over again because he's going through every single point of what it was teaching. And so was the 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 creator of it. The uh, the uh, the black historian mm-hmm. who wrote he goes that that's this is such an incredible lie of how she you know how she interpreted it and how she promoted it that's what they do right no that's exactly so, their MO. and so yeah. I think it's another thing to understand that you need to be on the attack and not always the offensive you need to be on the attack especially when it comes to what they believe is their strongest point which is they argue racism and climate change on a consistent basis. But racism, they've been arguing for the longest time, and they are bluntly racist and accusing the opposition of doing it. This is where you just don't defend. You attack all the time mm-hmm. as to what they're doing. Not just when they do something, respond, you attack constantly. No, it's going to be required. It, it is going to be, it, it, is, it is more work now than it's ever been. The effort to change hearts and minds is a greater battle now than it has ever been because of the left and what they've been able to get away with. And I put that, by the way, on a number of Republicans along the way for letting them get away with it. Yeah. Even some still today. Still today, yep. If you're going to lay down, go lay down. Go home. 86690 Red Eye. The big news story this week, of course, the heat. More than 125 million Americans are under heat alerts. That's more than one third of the United States population. In the coming Reportedly, days, thousands of people have been suffering heat related illnesses and, in some cases, deaths. Dee Jepson is a safety and health professor, Ohio State University. She says sometimes heat stress symptoms can sort of sneak up on you and some serious signs of trouble. Fatigue or dizziness, even irritability impaired judgment, any type of lack of ability to concentrate. At that point, things are getting very serious. Now the heat is affecting our blood flow into our brain. The body's trying to redirect that blood to release the heat from the skin. But when it does that, it kind of starts to affect us through our whole nervous system. At that point, we have to get cooled down fast because Jepson says when our body temperatures go above 100 degrees for any length of time out in that heat. That's in the fatal zone. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Red Eye Radio, he's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. So I actually thought that that was an opportunity from the Florida, you know, uh, history, slavery, history, whatever, that curriculum that came out. I thought it was a great opportunity when I saw what Harris did uh, to let 
you know, Republicans know that this is why you should be on the attack, because especially on racism, because that's something yeah, that the, sure. the Democrats have used against Republicans since I've been doing talk radio. Yeah. And and I have stated since the very beginning when I started doing talk radio, where are we now? Uh, full 34 years come uh, come uh, uh, October. Mm-hmm. That that's always an issue when they they were going after uh, Clarence Thomas, uh, whatever the early because uh, I was uh, I got into talk radio eighty eight and really Rush became national uh, excuse me in eighty nine Rush became national in eighty eight and then talk radio was really in, in infancy the next five years and there was a great camaraderie of the talk show host as modern talk radio began and a lot of the conservative blacks were just eviscerated by the left. And as we've stated, the first victims of the modern identity politics movement, the racist movement, was to go after blacks right. and conservative blacks. And it still is today. It still is very active today. It still today is active yes. today. Mm-hmm. And it's something that the Republicans have never taken the opportunity to actually sit down and say, we need to be not on the defense. We need to be on the attack. Yeah. We need to right. be on the rhetorical attack consistently on this one. Because they are bluntly racist. And as we know in that time, Republicans or Democrats themselves have said, we got to stop this identity politics. We can't. We've got to stop judging people by groups. Everybody knows that's where racism comes from. Use it effectively, Republicans. From the Uniden America Studios. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Carney and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, two stories I found of interest. Wow, this is actually, this sounds like some common sense critical thinking. Okay. All right. Donna Hans uh, uh, Bro, a 68-year-old Lowe's employee yeah. who was fired for violating the company's policy mm. on stopping the theft of merchandise, was reinstated. Interesting. A statement uh, sent to Fox News Digital, Lowe's spokesperson said she accepted the offer to return. Good. After seen quote, after senior management became aware of the incident and spoke to her, we are reinstating her job as we are pleased that she has accepted the offer to return to Lowe's. Uh, first and foremost, there's nothing more important than the safety of our customers and associates. Products can be replaced. People cannot. We continue to work closely with law enforcement to investigate and prosecute those who are responsible for this Theft and violent attack. Hmm. Look, I'm I'm going to be the first, if I have employees, to say if someone comes in to rob something, maybe you shouldn't confront them. I don't want you to get No, I don't try and stop them because, honestly, you don't know how desperate that person is to get out that door. Right. But I'm not going to fire my employee if they do. Right. 
yeah, you just have to appeal to them in every way that you can uh, to make sure that they know. Look, she had bruises. She had uh, bruises on her face from trying to stop these people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I can't tell you whether or not, you know, she would do it again. But I'm guessing based on everything that's gone down there might be a different consideration going forward. Now, remember, it wasn't as if someone just stole his candy bar. No. Yep. No, no, no. She attempted to stop thieves from stealing roughly $2,000 worth of merchandise from a Georgia store. Yeah. No, this is a big deal. Right. The long time. I mean, in terms of the, yep. the amount that they were stealing. The longtime employee who worked at the company for 13 years was punched in the face three times on June 26th after she grabbed... One of their shopping carts. Hmm. Police identified the three suspects who were taken into custody. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. But she's 68 years old. If she was my employee, I'd say, eh, look, I'd rather I'd rather you not do it. I don't yeah. want you. I understand your loyalty. I don't want you to get hurt. Right. But I'm not Firing her no, if she no. does. No, because that's, look. It's an incredible that, sense of loyalty well, to well, the store. It, well, it is. And she saw it for what it was. I mean, this thing was a, that was a, that was blatant. a heist. Yeah. And, blatant. and, and blatant. And, you know, she's, it's, it wasn't a good decision by her, but you know why she did it. Mm-hmm. And so. You have that conversation, and, and uh, again, you 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 go out and try and re- reinforce it with everybody that that works there. Listen, uh, we're doing everything we can to protect you, and so help us out here in a situation like that. Please don't step in front of these individuals and try and stop them yourself. Yeah, you can let us know. Here's the system. To let us yeah. know. Shoplifting's going on. Yep. Uh, you know. If you've got, you know, we. If, they, if they've got cameras everywhere. Cameras, if you have, you know, well, if you do have, uh, got your cell phone on you, and you, you if if you do, if you do have security or loss prevention people mm-hmm. that are actually there. Mm-hmm. My aunt worked in law. They still have them, loss prevention people that actually will mm-hmm. stop you. They used to. Um, I don't know that they do that anymore. I don't think they they, they actually stop you. In fact, the uh, in over the last couple of years. Uh, the retail pharmacy companies uh, have hired private security, and the private security isn't even stopping them. What they are doing is they are watching them. They are getting information on the individuals to see if they can help local authorities when it comes to crime rings. Because if you look at organized crime, if you look at some of the things that are being done with the items that are being stolen, then it quickly leads to federal crimes. And so the play was by those uh, those large uh, pharmaceutical, not pharmaceutical, but pharmacy retail companies, was to provide as much information as you can to local, state, county, and federal authorities um, if, if there was ever a will to actually prosecute anyone. And it's ridiculous that we actually have to say that, but that's where we are right now. And and those are the things, you know, that these retail environments, they all have to measure the same thing. Well, is it is it is it safe for our employees? 
Right. Is it, do our customers feel safe coming in because they might get in the way? People could be walking in. I was walking into a, a retail store. It, uh, I won't say the name, but it rhymes with Walmart. And a shoplifter was coming out of the, and it was out the door that I was going in. And two managers were were kind of chasing them, looked like they were basically just trying to get, you know, lay eyes on them and, and get some information in terms of witnessing something. And then the managers had already called the police. There was a car parked right outside the front door. They hopped in that car and they sped away. And so I asked one of the associates, what did they grab? And they said it was a box of lunch meat. I said, what? They said, yeah, we were stocking the lunch meat and they grabbed a box of lunch meat. I said, well, it looked like a pretty big box. I said, yeah, it was probably, you know, a couple hundred dollars worth. I mean... Like, oh, all right. And it was uh, two or three of them. And then somebody in the car. And I thought to myself, you know, had they been, I don't know, more desperate. And I was walking in as they're running out the exact same door. You know, patrons can be hurt. Customers can be hurt. The associates can be hurt. Those two managers were just trying to get lay eyes on them so they could... I guess, tell authorities, you know, what they saw. And that's exactly how it went down. I mean, I did my shopping. The police were there within a minute. I was told about a week later that they they did catch up with them. Because the, the car pulled right in front of the store where all the cameras are. <laughs> Genius. Well, when... Uh... When I uh, just uh, went on my uh, my trip to New York, I parked at the airport, and you know I prepay because you get a lot cheaper to park. Mm-hmm. And I when I enter, you know, at the toll tag, good, yeah. good morning, Gary McNamara. It's mm-hmm. Like I can't ever commit a crime. I, no, my electronic. Well, no, there because when you stop there, what even trail? Even if you don't, when you stop, they're taking a picture of the vehicle and everybody yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. And the reason you have to stop for so long going in and coming out is because that picture needs to be clear. They're not just, if you have a toll tag, of course, they're scanning that for payment right. if you're in that lane. But, no, they're they're getting very clear record. Did you see? Uh, one lady came back from a trip and her car was gone. Oh, a luxury it, well, car. Well, exactly where I park. Mm-hmm. That's exactly that news item because that would be in. Um, it was a few weeks ago. That would be in Terminal A. Yeah. Terminal A, which is the best to me in the the airport. That's the just so people know, we have five terminals at the airport, mm-hmm. soon to have a six. Each of them is <laughs> like their own airport. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Each of them. And so and and there's a, this, a, the six, you know, they're going to build a new one now. Yeah. Another one. Six terminals. Are they calling it F? It is going to be F, right? A, B, C, D, E, F. It would have to be F. Yeah. F terminal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let the jokes begin. <laughs> I've just been wondering. <laughs> and, and they and they will. Mm-hmm. But I parked there all the time. Somebody had told me about it, and I and I, I saw it. I ended up watching it on YouTube. The story on it, I went, 
oh, wow, it's a terminal. Well, that's where I park every single time. I'm safe. You know why? Mm. I bring the 20-year-old vehicle. Oh, no, I'm safe because I bring my new vehicle. It's funny because I went to, when I went to the Iowa 80 truck show, uh, last-minute thing, I had to change the plans, and I had to park at the airport. And I was only gone for a couple of days, no big deal, but I went to, and I parked at the airport, and I parked at B-Terminal. And when I got inside, because of where my phone was, a related news item came up from Newsbreak, which is one of the apps I have on my phone. And it was about that lady getting her vehicle stolen. Mm-hmm. Then there was another guy, too. They, they, they like, said, yeah, yeah, they said there's actually a rise in, in vehicle thefts uh, at, uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know how many total they've had. You know, by the way, don't want to put a bunch of fear in people's minds. You should always, you know, do everything you can to lock up your car. Lock it up and be safe. Uh, but my vehicle will text me if it if it moves. I get a notification on oh, my okay. phone. Yeah. Through my app, and so I know immediately you won't get very far in my in my vehicle. See, I just I, I figure I can shut it down. Actually, they, they can buy my vehicle and go, huh? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. They move on to the next one. Well, they They're break, they break into your vehicle to leave you things. <laughs> they feel sorry here, for me. Here, do you have any money? This well, guy some money. This guy's driving a twenty year. Yes. Oh, I you know when I was at the my family reunion, I brought that up, mm. and they they're looking at me. They're going. There's no way. You can't do that. You can't have a 20-year-old vehicle. Come on. You, you don't have one. Can it pass? In sp- I said, remember, I live in Texas. There's no salt. Or there's very little salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I said, right. no, this right. thing would be eaten out. If I lived in, oh, it man. would never made Didn't it to me? 20. It probably yeah. wouldn't have made it to 12 Yeah, with the with the amount of salt they have. No, we, you know, we go to the beach once a year. And the first there. thing I do on my way out of town, yeah, uh, you know, coming home from the coast, is go through a car wash, and I forgot. I forgot about that because they were like, "Don't come on, that's not true. Your car is yeah, in yeah. great shape." Yeah, I said, yeah. "No, it sh- sits up real high. Everything is great." And I couldn't realize. Why are they doubting me? I'm like, oh, salt, salt from the roads, <laughs> yeah. from the you know all the ice that, right. that they get up there. But as, yeah. uh, just very quickly on that that story on the Lowe's employee on Monday's broadcast of CNN's Outfront. The CNN national uh, correspondent reported on crime in San Francisco and said she witnessed three instances of theft in one Walgreens location in the city in a 30 minute time period. Uh, the uh, the uh, I think it was San Francisco. I, I can't remember. I mentioned it on the air just the other day even. Uh, but uh, there was one Walgreens, all of their frozen food section. Those all of those doors are chained now. That's what they're saying. Locked yep. up frozen yep. food. Yep. Um, and this is going to be the future. Uh, I saw one tech guy that was on, and he's part of the design of, he says, a lot of retailers are looking at basically uh, ordering it on your app, right? Putting your cart together on your app, and then you just drive up and they bring it out to you. You're going to pay for it before it's even carried out of the store one way or the other. And they see that as the only true remedy to stopping theft problem is how amenable is that to everybody you're only going to get a certain portion of people that will participate at that level but covid changed a lot of that no there were a lot of there were a lot of places that didn't do delivery that now do them but especially with the you know pull up in the space you know pre-order and we bring it out to the car 
and that's now, you know, what they see as, all right, and we'll incentivize it because we can actually save money by lowering the prices a little bit as long as everybody's paying for everything that goes out the door. And that's how they pay for it. 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. I'm Gary McNamara. I just saw this article, and I wanted to say thanks to uh, Fox News for listening to us and mm-hmm. uh, 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 putting this out at 5 a.m. Corrine Jean-Pierre claims Biden was never in business with Hunter. The goalposts have shifted. <laughs> exactly what yeah, we played yeah. just a couple yeah, of hours exactly, ago. Exactly, yes. Uh, and, yep. And Thank it's you like, for listening. It's like uh, how... how uh, she was blasted, uh, you, you know, yesterday. Mm-hmm. They have New York Post columnist Miranda Devine remarked, uh, because if you ask, it was uh, the reporter from Fox asked the question uh, to Corrine Jean-Pierre yeah, yeah. about, uh, let me just see here. Chairman Comer today says that the Oversight Committee has evidence that President in the past communicated directly with foreign business associates of his son Hunter many times. Curious of the White House and the President still stand behind his comment that he's never been involved and has never even spoken to his son about his business, uh, Turner uh, asked. She said, oh, I've been asked that a million times. The answer's uh, not going to change. The answer remains the same. The president was never in business with his son. That's not, and that was it. No, it was, <laughs> and, uh, and it was like, you didn't answer the other question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. This is Red Eye Radio on West. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? (laughs) (laughs) In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 